This is Garden Variety, a horticulture podcast from Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. I'm Charity Nebbe. African violets are one of the most popular houseplants in the United States. They come in a wide variety of shapes, sizes, and colors. They are just finicky enough to make the challenge of growing them fun. And if you do things right, you'll be rewarded with almost constant blooms. To tell us how to do things right, Chris Curry is here, Associate Professor of Horticulture at Iowa State University. Hello, Chris. Hey, Charity. How you doing? Great. Thank you so much for being here. And why do you think African violets are so popular? Well, um, I think that part of it has to do with the fact that although there are some tips and tricks that we're definitely going to talk about today, they are a plant that is willing and able to grow in your house. So I think they're, um, they're so amenable to growing indoors. That's one of the things that I think makes them so widely popular is because they do well in our interior environments. And there are a lot of varieties, right? Oh, there is gobs and gobs of varieties. There are there are minis, there are micros, there are um, very large cultivars, there's trailing cultivars, there's double flowered cultivars, there's all sorts of different variegations in the foliage. So yeah, there is quite a lot to pick from. All right. And you said that they are very amenable to growing in our homes. I said they're just finicky enough to be fun. So they do take some particular care, right? I mean, let's let's start with some of the basics. Let's talk about light. Okay. So with light, um, compared to some of your other flowering houseplants, and I might pick on orchids a little bit just because I know we've talked about it uh, in the past on this show several times. Uh, compared to a plant like most of your orchids, African violets do well in much lower light intensities. And not only do they grow well, but they will flower under those lower light intensities. Whereas with a lot of orchids, if people are having trouble flowering them, um, it can be related to not getting sufficient light. So in general, the light levels in our interior environments, in our homes, apartments, condos, uh, offices, they're generally going to be... Um, good for African violets. So that's one of the big things. Now, there can be too little light. You can have too too um, low of a light intensity or not sufficient light. But again, on on the whole, our interior environment is pretty good for African violets. If they get too much light, is that a problem? Yeah, it can be. And what you'll, what you'll get when you have too much light is you'll often get damage to the leaves. And that's something that you might call like a sun scald type of damage, where it'll um, basically burn parts of the leaf. Uh, so you absolutely can get too much light for sure. And and, and again, the, the light levels that might be appropriate for other tropical flowering plants can be too much for an African violet. Okay, so lower levels of light. How about fertilizer? Absolutely. Um, this, this can be a case of uh, too much of a good thing can be a reality with African violets. Um, I'd like to start out by saying that all plants need to be fertilized. So if any house plant that you're growing, you're going to need to provide some fertilizer for it. But African violets are not what we would call heavy feeders. Uh, if we compare it to, say, another popular greenhouse crop we've discussed on the show before, poinsettias. Um, poinsettias are very heavy feeders, and uh, it takes a lot of fertilizer um, or fairly high concentration to produce those plants at the acceptable quality commercially. African violets, we still provide fertilizer to on a regular basis, and you should do when you're growing them at home, but you want to be mindful to not add 
too much fertilizer because they can suffer from something called salt stress or salt burn on mm. the roots. Their roots are sensitive to very high concentrations of fertilizer in the growing substrate. All right. So how much is enough but not too much? Usually 50 to 100 parts per million nitrogen. Um, and and that's going to... Uh, that's going to be uh, determined at the type of fertilizer that you're usually using. And normally for house plants, we've got like a 15, 5, 15, or say a 20, 10, 20, a general house plant mix. But that's somewhere around, uh, if I was going to ballpark, about a quarter strength amount. Okay. And it's kind of like orchids. I suggest fertilizing weekly, weekly. <laughs> okay. And let's talk about watering. I mean, you, you already mentioned salt stress on the roots. Watering African violets is is one of the parts where people need to be careful because they don't want to damage the plant. How do you water them? Absolutely. So there's a couple of different ways that you water them. Um, one of the most common things in, that I hear is, you know, we got to be careful to keep water off of African violets, African violet leaves. And that's partially true, but it's not the whole truth. Um, and I'm here to give you nothing but the truth. <laughs> so uh, when you when you irrigate African violets or water them, you want to make sure that you're using tempered water. And what that means is water that is not cold or cool. Now, we're not talking about having boiling water or hot water, but something that'd be somewhere around room temperature. If you use cold water and you water African violets from the top and that cold water gets on African violet foliage, that will cause damage to African violet leaves. They're very sensitive to cold water. Um, and so this is why so many people water African violets from the bottom. They might take some sort of a dish or a plant saucer uh, or other container um, and put water in the container, maybe a half inch. And then they would set the African violet in that and let the water come up through the bottom. So that's a great way to ensure that you never are going to have cold water damage on your African violets. But you can still water them over the top just like any other houseplant as long as you're taking care to not use cold or cool water on your plants and that you're using some sort of tempered water that is uh, close to room temperature. That temperature water can be on African violet foliage, so you can water over the top. And is there a benefit to watering from the top, at least occasionally? Well, there actually can be. So this kind of goes back to what I was saying about fertilizers. African violets don't like too much fertilizer. Well, if we're always sub-irrigating, and that means irrigating from the bottom by setting that plant in a dish with water, the water is only moving one way. It's moving into the growing substrate. It's never going to leach out of the container. And having a little bit of leaching is good because that can help remove any excessive fertilizer salts that are in the growing substrate that the plants may not be using. And so by top-watering an African violet plant, Generally, you're going to irrigate it to the point where you're getting some leaching coming out of the bottom of the container, and that can help keep those fertilizer salts that are in your growing substrate at a lower concentration and avoid that root burn that we're mindful of when we think about fertilizers and African violets. If you do get cold water on the leaves of an African violet, what do you do? Um, exercise patience. Uh, what, first, it, it might not, if the water wasn't cold enough to cause damage, Damage might not show up on the plant, but given time, if you start to see sort of bleached areas, lighter colored areas on your foliage, that's where those green chlorophyll molecules were damaged. And when they're damaged, they're not going to be green anymore. 
So you start to see these spots developing on the leaf, and there's nothing that you can do to remedy that from happening. It's damage that occurred, and we just have to move on. But the good part is, is that it's not detrimental um, for the long-term health of the plant. And usually you can keep the plant growing, and with time, those older leaves will fall off, and they'll be replaced by newer leaves. And so as long as you're mindful to avoid that cold water damage again, given time, you won't have any of that damaged foliage on your plant anymore, or it will be covered up by new, healthy-appearing foliage. So you mentioned that they kind of like the living conditions that we kind of like as well. Does that extend to temperatures? Yeah, they're, they're, they're general. Well, it, it, it depends. Um, if, if you asked my family, they'd probably be too cool for the way I keep the thermostat in my house during the winter, but I'm more mindful about the heating bill. But generally, they're, they're very, um, they, they go very well in that 66 Fahrenheit up to 72, 75. They do very well in the range of temperatures that we commonly have indoors. All right, let's talk about blossoms, because as I said, if you do things right, you can have blooms almost consistently. How do you get them to bloom? How do you encourage blooms? Well, um, I think it can be summed up fairly simply by saying, just grow a healthy plant. And with with other floriculture crops, there are some tricks to trying to get a plant to bloom. Like with the poinsettia, as we talked about before, it's going to be a short day in a long, uninterrupted dark night. Uh, with orchids, sometimes it's exposure to cool temperatures that are going to uh, promote the flower development on, say, like a phalaenopsis or the moth orchid. With African violets, once the plant is mature, meaning it's able to form flowers, the flowers are generally going to be formed on that what we call a leaf stalk, or technically we'd call it a petiole, but the stalk of the foliage, that is actually where the flower are going to develop on the plant. So as long as you have good growing conditions and you have a healthy growing plant, you're going to get new leaves. Those leaves are eventually going to form those flower buds on that petiole or on that leaf stalk, and that's going to be what end up blooming. And so by promoting good healthy growth, we get new foliage, and that's going to be where our flowering comes from. Now, you can have problems um, with flowering if you're not getting good growth. Maybe you've got too much of a good thing and you have excessive vegetative growth, Sometimes that can slow down the development of flowers when plants are just growing so much leaf material. Alternatively, maybe you're growing in too low of light and you have insufficient fertilizer. Then you may not get flowers to form. So it's, it's just trying to hit that sort of just right balance of good plant growth and you'll get new foliage and new flowers. If you are depending on ambient light for your African violets, are there times of year where you might want to supplement? Um, well, generally the best time of year is going to be in the wintertime because that's when we've got the lowest ambient light coming into our house. And summer is going to be usually when we have the most ambient light coming into our house. So uh, the, the wintertime is really going to be the best time for any supplemental light that you're going to use. Uh, a good trick with African violets uh, so you can avoid high light damage is try to operate your lights when you've got lower light coming into the house and not the middle of the day. Then you'll never get a real strong intensity of light at that midday when our ambient light is its strongest. All right. And if you have African violets in a room with a lot of windows, do you want to set them as far away from the windows as possible? No, I would just avoid that direct south, the direct south um, or, or like right next to a direct south window or maybe uh, avoid being right next to a west window. Set them back there. Um, 
but but other than that, it just doesn't want to get too intense. And a lot of that's just going to be the heat coming in from the sun, too. All right. Chris Curry, Associate Professor of Horticulture at Iowa State University. For more gardening information and tips, please subscribe to our Garden Variety Newsletter. You can find out more at iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Garden Variety is a production of Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension. It's produced by me, Aaron Style, Caitlin Troutman, and the Iowa Public Radio talk show team. For more garden goodness, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Just go to iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. See you next time.